Welcome to The Village Lantern, a podcast for families living with hidden challenges such as autism and other neurodiverse conditions, and for anyone else wanting to understand, love and support. Our mission is to build understanding, empathy and love for families living with one or more children who have hidden conditions that make life harder in one way or another. We call this Extra Zing. Hope you're doing well. Um, quick intro for this ep. This is a Shar and Belle conversation with me, of course, and we've chosen the topic of siblings. Um, anyone who has more than one child will understand why we've chosen this topic, the added complication of trying to make sure you're meeting as best as you can, needs of all your kids. It just brings a whole extra level of complexity. So we've started this conversation, I think like all of them, we're just scratching the surface and no doubt we'll come back to it, but we thought this was an important one. Hope you like it. It's so, it's so hard at the moment because, as I said earlier, yeah, they're the magnets that just repelling against each other. But we've been doing family therapy, which is so hideous. Oh, I thought you were going to say good and I was going to be like, I want to oh. do that too, but no. <laughs> In the spirit of reconciliation, Takes a Village acknowledges the traditional custodians of country here on the lands of the Boonwurrun and Wurundjeri Woiwurrun peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation, as well as throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Ladies, how are we? So tired. So tired. Tell us why. Oh, we've had a bit of news in the last... God, it feels like not. It's actually only been a week, I think, mm. since we found out. Um, yeah. So my four-year-old daughter just got diagnosed as autistic. So, although that was, uh, I was going to say, although it was expected, it actually wasn't that expected, mm. to be honest. And we're quite shocked. But um, well, you suspected, didn't you? I mean, I remember you said at one of our intros. Mm. To be ne- determined. Neuro, to be TBC, neuro TBC. And we talked about yeah. diagnosis, didn't we? But mm. you're now having that live experience of, even though you've had it yeah. before, it's a new blow, shock. Yeah, I've been getting the same feelings I got when my now 10-year-old was diagnosed at four. He was mm. diagnosed at four, yeah, three or four. Because we had a similar thing where we're like, mm, not sure, not sure. And also... She's a girl, which mm-hmm. is... And do you think... Because she presents different. so differently to him that you were... Very different. Yeah, that's why you were probably different. shocked. And I think... But in the last few months, possibly the last year, I've noticed quite a lot of behaviours that I was like, hmm, it's that thing of this isn't developing how most kids are. And I could see her in environments, you know, I've been around her a lot more lately. And I could see things weren't bumbling along. And um, But I think in my heart of hearts, I kind of knew. Um, but girls are very different. And you, boys. I think you've said along the way that spending more time with my Millie, yes. who's obviously a lot older, but yeah. has been also insightful because mm. there are quite a lot of similarities aren't there yeah, oh I mean it's almost like I've got a mini Millie it was just watching the behavior and it, also they kind of connected didn't they yeah quite 
a lot. Yeah. And it's this, at the moment, we're kind of looking into PDA profile for her because my 10-year-old has that too, but she has, I would say, more classic presentation. So Because she's got that emotional dysregulation. Massively. Yeah. She can't regulate her emotions. She's just so I promise you get better. Yeah. You have promised me that along the way as well. Mm. And I, it's hard. You, you want to hear it, but you can't imagine it. But no. then... I think that the, it, com- it gets compounded when they're only four because mm. there's no frontal lobe development. There's no, like, emotional regulation anyway. Mm. Then you go, well, what's developmental and what's mm. something a bit more? So that was like, oh, you know, maybe she'll be okay. But actually now I can see every little bit of her behaviour has come from a place of dysregulation, anger. It's just absolute anxiety. She's mm. living, like, in fear all mm-hmm. the time. So she explodes constantly mm. for every yeah. demand. So mm. it doesn't really matter what that demand is. And so transitions are a nightmare. So we can't do anything, go anywhere. Or leave if you get there. We can't leave <coughs> when we get there. Once we get there, yeah, we can't get back. It's like a little mini dictator mm. who's in fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. Do you time. feel like you need to be, like, 100 steps ahead of her all the time? I have to think ahead. I remember feeling that. Yeah, the strategies, the... Yeah. The kind of constant puzzle in your head of, okay, if I do this, will she get in the car? I need to get the 10-year-old to school. How am I going to do that if there's a refusal to, to even move mm. by her? Mm. So, we, I mean, I've had to have... Or to swear and scream. Oh, and... my God. Yesterday, she whined down the window and was like, you're all fuckheads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's four. Mm-hmm. As we're in traffic. Mm-hmm. Because they, she was Probably they all are. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, as far as they're concerned, yeah. they are because the world's against them, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like all this traffic is full of fuckheads because mm. it's stopping her getting yeah. home mm. where she will feel safe. Mm. And so I'm like, sorry, everyone, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then you're like, like <laughs> I was like frantically pressing the button that locks the window. Oh. <laughs> well, once my Millie gave the finger to a truck driver who pulled over and got out of the truck. Oh. And he had a rage. Like, he was obviously oh, wow. in his own difficult what, place. Through, like a nine-year-old or something. I, don't know, I can't remember how old she was. Now it's like a funny family joke. Remember that time? <laughs> but I was like, dude, you don't know what other people are going through. No. I mean, of course, as if she cared. But why like, is she was so also... threatened by a nine-year-old girl? Totally. Giving oh, him the look, finger. I mean, clearly he had his own stuff, Issues. right? And now that I understand so much more about how people get to that place, I'm like, oh, look. It was fine. Nothing happened. Mm. I did have visions of like a crowbar mm. through the windscreen or something. But, you know, now I'm just like, oh, the, oh that poor guy. He's obviously mm. at his wit's end and then this little mm. so-and-so. Even in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's been a crazy week. And you're exhausted. Exhausted. I think, you know, it's that come down of there is grief in there. You know, not that we had created her as a little sidekick to help us in our way, but there was this chance to have... Uh, more neuronormal no shit that's wrong neuro just a bit easier right just a bit easier that's and there's nothing wrong with that mainstream can we call them like neuro i don't know we need to find a word that doesn't it's not because we don't we're not here to offend anyone but we are allowed to say this is really hard and we are allowed to say sometimes we wish it was different right you can say that i think that was the grief that we got this week like it's been hard we were like it can't get any harder but it's already been so hard yeah and then we're like well we don't have any energy left for Mm. this like you you need energy for this because Mm -hmm. the combination of both of them is not good Mm. they both need completely different things Mm. so the struggle we're having at the moment is how are we going to meet their needs in the same household at the same time without literally a war or a breakdown or something breaking i feel like my number two and three they're like a magnet that Mm. is 
the, the opposite. The repelling, the repelling. kind. So I you call put them near each other. And they... Yeah, so they repel. I remember you saying to me once, Belle, I can't remember if it was like the jelly in the bowl in the different colours. And yeah. when one, say one kid starts to cope a bit better... Then the other kids just fill out mm. that space with their own issues. They're like, oh, now I've got a bit of space. I'm going to – all my stuff's coming. Yeah. That's, I think that's so that's true. exactly what the psychologist explained to us this week. She said, what we think has happened is the 10-year-old has got – had a lot of work done and we've been working really, really hard to get him regulated and calm and medicated and mm. And he's older, space. right? And he's, he's had a lot more time. Yeah, and it's gone from zero of absolute nightmare. He had a breakdown. It was really difficult to – he's functioning. He's doing really well. He's happy. There's moments of pure joy. And we have, we're able to, like – back off a bit and mm. be a bit more oh. hang on I have to interrupt you there's moments of joy there's moments yeah. of joy with, with him yeah it's amazing that is amazing amazing amazing. amazing he's got new hobbies he's got all sorts of things going on that's like that aren't involved with horror or serial killers <laughs> oh my <laughs> it's god it's amazing Shadow. Yeah, he's that like so he's honestly become like this amazing person again I've got him back basically oh. I've got him back it's amazing yeah. So obviously she felt the need mm. to, this is my time now to yeah. fully let the world hear me roar, basically. This is, I'm not happy, I am really struggling and finally my parents have got time to help me. Mm. And so by being, like, she's incredibly violent, incredibly volatile, it's awful because you go, oh, my sweet little girl, mm. what's happened? Mm-hmm. She is very volatile and violent and, and my 10-year-old was never violent. Mm. He was never that volatile, he was always very sweet and just had a lot of anxiety and worry and fears and but her fear comes out in like I'm just gonna punch you really really hard mm. or try and rip your skin which off. is anxiety mm-hmm. anxiety and that yeah like, that's yeah, yeah I remember that so clearly yeah and I didn't understand it I remember going to the psychologist saying but they're just so angry all the time yeah, yeah that's anxiety <clears throat> no 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 you don't understand they're just really angry <clears throat> all the time you <clears throat> know yeah. that's because they're anxious <clears throat> and I yeah. I took me so long to understand that and you need to have that in your head <clears throat> when you when your child is attacking you and like literally finding the bit on your body that's the softest most vulnerable point and aiming for that <clears throat> to hurt you the most you have to keep the reminding I've had to become incredibly zen <clears throat> and go She's just really, really anxious. She doesn't really hate you. So what She's do you not do going to turn out to be a killer. You have... Because it's all about... I don't even let my brain go there. Oh yeah, there's a lot of catastrophizing and jumping yeah. to the future and going, oh, my God, if she speaks to, like, mm-hmm. people like this, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. She's so... It's so antisocial. She's like, oh, mm. is she going to have relationships where she, she's a narcissist? It's going to be awful. And you jump to that, and I've read, done so much reading on PDA and how it's really common for parents to just jump to the worst case scenario and then you're getting triggered so you're like mm. oh my god I have to stop this baby I have to tell her off I have mm. to say no we don't hit but by saying no we don't hit that's a demand mm. that's that threat back it's to a criticism her. as well criticism yeah. like, she feels there's shame there yeah. she feels shame she doesn't want to hit up mm. so yeah we've had I've had to do this I mean it's taken a lot of work I mean I'm doing so much family therapy mm. to try and change my wiring of my brain mm. to be about ex- radical acceptance of mm. her behavior is coming from a place of absolute anxiety and I should not fear her or feel scared or, or worry about her future or get angry or I mean, it's very hard mm. or not catastrophize I have to just massively empathize and mm. make sure the space around her though yeah. is safe mm. and she's and it's hard because down. she's four so she can't yeah. tell I'm, I'm not allowed to hug her i'm not allowed yeah. to do all the things that a mum 
normally would do to calm a child. I remember our therapist saying it was really important for them to connect with their, like, have a sensory experience in that meltdown. So whether that's chewing on ice, like I used to do that with my eldest, like, I know you don't want me to touch you, but just shove the ice in your mouth or get in a hot or cold shower. Sometimes that would be forced, as awful as that is. Just something to kind of break that. Bring you back to your body. Yeah, bring Mm. you back to your body. But the other Mm. thing, Shah, that I can see from your kids is that your 10-year-old, and I didn't know him when he was younger, but he's got a really good ability to articulate Mm. his fears, his concerns, and that helps. It doesn't resolve, but at least you can get it out and you can be understood. And if you don't have that, my daughter doesn't. Mm really have that still Mm. it's getting there but that ability to verbalize Mm. because that's part of communication right if they don't have that they can't say what or why or how then it comes out in their rage yeah and you 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 have to be a detective and work out Mm. that's the thing that's really tiring i think you have to constantly be evaluating and going what do you think that behavior means why has that happened now why now of all Mm. we can be sitting on the sofa absolutely calm and she can just punch me in the face mm. and I'm like what, what, what happened mm. what did I do and it's probably just that she's sitting there going oh my god I don't feel right something's mm. wrong mm-hmm. oh my god and it might be something like she's hungry mm-hmm. or she just doesn't know so she and she can't express that so she just lashes out and is like a punch and the problem with all of this is I've got an anxious 10 year old in the mm-hmm. house so it's like living with two I've described it like living with two caged animals mm-hmm. circling each other mm-hmm. day in day out going who's going to attack first mm. I need to be on guard and now it's got to the point where it's unbearable to mm-hmm. live with mm-hmm. so we have to remove the 10 year old mm-hmm. every single night between the hours of 7 and 9 30 10 because he can't be in the house when she gets put to bed there's too much it's too stressful it's too and issues. what do you do in that time we have to have obviously two parents so mm-hmm. one 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 has to come back from work someone has to take him either to a grand to his grandmother's or we have a support worker that has to take him out or yeah. the support worker has to sit with her while i will take him out yeah it needs two adults and it needs both children separated and it mm-hmm. can't be enough just to be in another room because he can hear her, like, even her footsteps on the hallway above sends him. He has a panic attack, mm. full panic attack, feels sick, he can't eat, it's affecting his dinner because by five, six, he's like, it's nearly bedtime. Mm-hmm. She's going to have to go, she's going to go to sleep. It's going to be nightmare. She's, he started to become like, I need to parent her. So he started to give us advice on how to parent her. Oh. And we're like, you can't be a third parent. Yeah. You're, you're t- <clears throat> We've got this, it's hard, mm. we can pl- and we have to emphasize with him, but... I think this is a huge thing. I get it a lot in my... Because obviously I share a bit on social media and I get it a lot in my DMs of people going, oh my God, how do you do it? The neuro differences colliding in a household Mm. is so hard. It's so hard. If you think about autistic people, it's all about autonomy Mm -hmm. because it needs to be. Mm. They need to have autonomy because that's how they feel safe. Mm. But when you've got control as well. Control and autonomy. So control everything in my Mm. environment. Oh no, I can't because there's a... Like a, a wild animal, a wild animal walking around <laughs> doing their own thing yeah. and needing their own control. Mm. But they also can't fathom what that experience of that other person mm. might be like no way. because they can't it's understand not. The, yeah, right. Absolutely. So that's the other bit, right? Because yeah, I've explained to him, she's anxious. Yeah, she finds it really hard to go to bed. Yeah, you know what that's like. But they don't that's care. why you sleep in our bed every yeah. night the past four years mm-hmm. and he's like yeah and, and yeah. I'm like so should we put her in maybe yeah. you could go in your room yeah. and she can come in as and then maybe she'll be yeah. and he's like well no absolutely not he just he doesn't mean this but he's often said if we could just like get rid of her oh we get that all the time maybe if I stabbed her oh. you know I could oh. she'd be gone oh. and it's like you know I love her he goes I love her but life was better before she came along mm. 
I and get the um, send her to an orphanage. Yeah. I'm like, well, dude, they don't really exist anymore. <laughs> and secondly, she's not an orphan. Yeah. Maybe he's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be a solution. Yeah. I have to kill both of us. Then where would they end up? I think that the sibling thing is hardest thing in our life at the moment as mm. well and that constant like the different needs mm. and different personalities and because my kids are older than yours they now that's that sense and that you probably understand is of some of them are getting embarrassed of the other one's yes. behavior yes oh, yeah. yes so I can see my middle one and the little one they're the ones who fight the most he gets embarrassed mm. when mm. we're having like meltdowns and swearing and mm. know, and stealing and running off and doing mm-hmm. all these kind of things and that then adds to that sense of like I don't like you, I don't want you in my life, mm. and and you can fun. see the panic in their eyes. Mm. And as a parent, you're like, oh, I can see that that child is freaking. I mean, we had a thing not that long ago. We were in a car park, and Millie wouldn't get out of the car and was throwing you know things at me. And my little, my ten year old was so anxious, and he was like, <laughs> really started to lose it. Got out of the car. He wanted to call the police. He wanted to call the police. Mm. And actually I got to the point where I said to her, we're going to call the police because mm. I knew that they would come and do a bit of an act, right? But my little guy, the idea, he, I hadn't explained that to him and so he thought, oh, my God, mum's going to call the police. This must be really bad. Oh. So I was trying to, like, help him with his trauma knowing that, oh, his trauma moment, that, mm. you know, he thinks mm. mum can't manage it. And But I, I eventually I explained it to him, but that moment as a parent when all you want to do is try and manage each of their pain and you actually can't, can't. Yeah, and then so your stress tightened. rises yeah. and it's just chaos, chaos. and pain. Mm. Yeah. I talked about this the other day with, with the psychologist actually because I was saying we just want to be able to do simple things mm. that everyone takes for granted. Mm-hmm. And I gave the example of going for an ice cream. Mm. And, it, I mean, I'll do, I'll do the abridged version, but it was basically we were in the house all day, the 10-year-old had to get out because he was like I need to get out of here we need to we need to go he, he likes to run that's his stim get me out I need to go to a park it's like yeah kids they go to the park mm. they run around mm-hmm. they burn off some energy she doesn't like to leave the house the mm. four year old at all she cannot leave it's like don't if you know she won't wear a jumper because she it signifies going outside mm. so she all wants to stay home he's like I have to go out mom I have to he's crying he's begging me I said I can't go I've got no one who can watch her while we do that this so I was like, how do I get her in the car? I'm like, let's go for an ice cream. Mm-hmm. She likes ice cream. It still didn't You don't have her. to wear a jumper. You don't have to wear a jumper. <laughs> ice cream time. And she was like, no, no, no. And eventually she realised, mm, ice cream sounds right. It took two hours, okay, to get her in the car for the ice cream. We got there. We got the ice cream. It was all great. I was like, I'd done it. Two hours. I had a, like, migraine and a small stomach ulcer. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to have a bloody ice cream. So we sat there and I thought there's a park opposite mm-hmm. he needs to run let's just pop over spot we've got the ice cream let's go and just hang out in the park just for a little just a playground little thing so we go there we're there for 20 minutes that's long enough mm. you want to go home now mm-hmm. it's getting a bit dark mm-hmm. she, the 10-year-old's like i need to go home now mm. and she's like i'm not going mm-hmm. and, he, and it's like within it escalates very mm-hmm. fast within i would say three to four minutes i knew it was coming it was war. There was full fist fight. She was screaming, you're a fuckhead. Yeah. Like, so there's all these small children around oh in the playground. He is going apeshit because he's like, I have to go yeah, home. shut down. He needs yeah. to get out of there. I have to get out of here. She's like, I have to stay. 
So I called Sonny and I'm like, okay, I know you're at work, but I'm in a bit of a pickle. I can't get them out. And and he could hear this, like, he could hear, like, fifths hitting skin (laughs) and screaming. And and I was like, we just went for a night. (laughs) And he had to leave work. He had to come home. He had to be the backup parent. And we all, I always need two adults because I can't. Mm. And that's a nightmare because I can't. I'm never with two. It's always me. Mm. You know, it's never two adults Mm. uh, during the week, you know. And that was just a very simple thing. And I got incredibly depressed about that. Mm -hmm. This is before she was diagnosed. And I just thought, why can't it be easier? Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't even a big thing. This should just be a run-of-the-mill, pop in the car, get an ice cream, go to a park, come home. And I get really... I get so... That's the thing that gets teary with me. People in supermarkets with their kids, I know it's hell, Mm. but it's like they're just popping to the supermarket, getting some food, going home. How do they do that? I I know it's a nightmare in the supermarket with your children, I know, but I literally was crying the other day Mm. because I couldn't... You just wanted that nightmare. I wanted Mm. that normal nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the normal nightmare of, oh, kids are ahead, Yeah. this is really hard. Mm. No, you can't have sweets. No, Mm. Uh, Put that back on the shelf. Yeah, put it on the shelf without literally losing one of my kids. There being a war. There's, I mean, the anxiety of the 10-year-old is like... He clings to me to the point where I have bruises all down my arm from being held onto so mm. tightly. If he's in, out anywhere, he has to hold me. And she has to run off. So I'm, like, dragging this 10-year-old with me as I'm trying to chase her. And she's like, I'm leaving! Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. gone. And I'm literally like, you know, I could never have to worry about that with my 10-year-old because mm. he, he's really risk-averse. <laughs> but he'd like, he's never le- left my sight in 10 years. Like, he literally... If I get out of the car, he goes through the car and comes out my door because he doesn't want to lose sight of me as oh. I, as he goes around. I mean, that's the Which level of anxiety. That's so what we're hard. I know. Because there was a comedian who once said there's a really nice holiday, which is the two oh, seconds yeah. after you get out of the car and they yeah. and you come around and get your kids out. I don't I think that, it was Louis C.K. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about him oh, now. He's not a good, he's he was not funny. A good he was funny, that unfortunately. Was, he was funny, was funny before he became a massive C-U-N-T. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say that now that you've described um, your 10-year-old's behaviour, I've forgotten about the anxiety, but... You're not far off one of them, probably mm. the little one, mm. going to the park on their own. Oh, that's because, what I was going to say. she'll be like, fuck you, I'm yep. going to yep. go. And yep. you'll be like, oh, awesome, yeah. go. We had that with Millie. Yeah. When we would go down to the beach, my parents have a house. We're very lucky we get to use it. And she would go. And because it was in summer when we couldn't have any, there was no structure, you know, there wasn't like, mm. like during the school term or whatever, that she would take herself down and buy like a packet of ice creams or something and just chat to everyone. And then eventually we were like, oh, we better go get her. <laughs> and then we'd she? come, oh, maybe eight yeah. sort of thing. Mm. And we would come down and then she'd be sitting there chatting with randos mm. and they go, oh, we just heard you've had a baby. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> oh. and, you know, <laughs> like just... The and, wild you know, imagination. And then at one point that. the chemist rang me and they were like, oh, we've just got your daughter here. She's trying to spend $100 because she'd take my, um, oh my FBOS card as well. And she's trying to tap but you need to pin? Well, she reckoned that she was buying gifts for us, which, oh, I mean, in one... Chemist hand, perfume. Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But, yeah, that, and that's the thing, like, mm. it's sort of making... My, it's actually making my eye twitch right now, the idea of, like, your child leaving. And Spending. that is... Mm. But sometimes you just go, oh, look, you know what? It'll probably be okay. And... We it, did that with... with 
our youngest, well, we didn't do it. She did it. Mm. So it would have been, what, grade two? Mm. Yeah, about eight. So COVID times. Mm. And um, she would get up at 7 a.m. This is so weird now to think of where she is now compared <laughs> to then. But anyway, she would get up at 7 a.m. and just leave and go for a walk. <laughs> wow. And... And you had, had neighbourhood watch sort of... Yeah, so it. then my friends who lived nearby <laughs> who were social workers, they were like, look, I think maybe that's okay, but she shouldn't walk the same route all the time because oh, if God. there's some dodgy dude or whatever. But then we had neighbourhood watch, so we'd have all the local... They'd text me yeah, and they'd call a little passed. line. Yeah. They'd have that little line turning right. Little line. Little line located on the way back <laughs> west. I love that. The yeah. line has landed. Yeah. yeah. But now, now we just stay in bed oh, and God. swear. But... um. So there is a phase and yeah. maybe your little coming. one will be like get some independent one of them yeah i think that's gonna be her yep. well if she ever leaves the house yeah <laughs> the moment she doesn't we don't get anywhere literally it's really difficult she, is she on any medication no this is what we're waiting yeah for. now we've got a diagnosis because yeah. my little one wasn't on any and was like full separation anxiety you know mm. there's lots of hurdles that we had to overcome but as soon as that got under control that's when all that crazy independent <laughs> mm. impulsive behavior happened but yeah. which a lot of it can I'm be celebrated when you take away that anxiety then they're like i'm free yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> See that's yeah. what's so powerful isn't it i remember mm. when that happened mm-hmm. you were like i thought this was supposed to help but now there's yeah. this whole other thing coming out and you mm. said that that's what it was that now the fear has gone yeah. Yeah. now the adhd is really coming you know into its four and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So and much to look forward to. And that's, I suppose, their true self. Like, yeah. I feel like now at least she's her true self, as yeah. challenging as that is, because mm. the anxiety was just so crippling. Mm. Crippling. Like, that's couldn't, it, yeah. you know, can't get on a freeway, don't want to, can't, I couldn't go out. Yeah. You know, there was just all of these things, all these layers and rules, layers, yeah. all these rules. And that, you know, it took ages, like, we had to keep upping the medication. It mm. took a lot longer than, say, with my eldest for the medication to really work yeah um it's amazing when it does i mean i look i think that's i can credit the 10 year olds mm. kind of transformation with amazing medications mm. now currently on risperidone which mm. is actually an antipsychotic which is terrifying and when they told me about this i was like what how have i you know how can i get to this point mm. but actually she, they were like when you see how great it can be um you'll be like Cool. That's what they say yeah. about that. So that's all the one that was it didn't work for Millie, did very it? badly okay. for Millie. But they said yeah. when it works, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. But it doesn't work as often as you know Not would ideally. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's it, worked. It, it's worked. Oh, and what I mean, it hasn't so taken good. away the anxiety, which we're going to now work on because mm. you know he is being crippled by the anxiety. But in terms of kind of just being calm and level-headed and being able to think straight, and you know he's going to school. Finally, but it is a specialist school, but it's, you know, so very supportive. There's a therapy dog that meets him at the gate mm. and licks his face to get him in. <laughs> I think we all need that to yeah. get him to work. Yes. I mean, like, yes. But yeah, and he's got new, he's given him new like hobbies, you know, nothing. He, he was just obsessed with horror, death, destruction, evil. He was Googling how many children die a day in the world, where mm. the serial killers live, how many serial killers are there in my neighbourhood. Like, and scared of them as well. Scared like, of everything. <clears throat> I think this is going to be the thing that's got, got me so stressed this week mm. is I was waiting for the four-year-old to develop and become neurotypical mm. so that I could get a break mm-hmm. because, you know, my 10-year-old was getting better. Oh, great. You know, the four-year-old will become a 10-year-old and do 10 year old things and mm. we can go off together and do 10 year old things mm. together. and now I'm like 
I've got another journey ahead. Mm. And of course I know that journey now, but I don't know what a girl, autistic girl's journey is, you know? This is yeah. new to me. Well, you're in the right place. I'm yeah. in the right place for that. <laughs> I'm going to obviously mine you guys. I already yeah. have mined you guys for knowledge. But, but the, I mean, again, it's so different yeah. as well. They say they gave the, they told us about her autism diagnosis. And it wasn't until they said the words, this is an official autism diagnosis for your daughter that I got really upset. Mm, so I was like, yes. it's so mm. a fine, it's a solid mm. reason for these issues and that the issues are so have been so hard mm. for us did, to live with. I was just going to say, actually, have you talked to your eldest about mm. the youngest diagnosis? Well, he got told by his behaviour support therapist. Okay. What? I know, I'm annoyed. Is that? And she was trying to do it in a way Just because wondering if he'd have any empathy. Yeah, like, he just went, oh, understand. do you know what he said? It was brilliant. He went, oh, God. So she, well, she's got the shit autism and yeah. I've got the good autism. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are like that. I've got, I don't have the ADHD like that one. That one, yeah. yeah. Belle, you've got three children with mm. diagnoses. Mm. Two, so actually, all of us have children yeah. who all have yeah. a diagnosis of yeah. of you know one form or another. How are the sibling? How has the sibling thing emerged oh, and changed for you? It's so it's so hard at the moment because, as I said earlier, yeah, they're the magnets that just repelling against each other. But we've been doing family therapy, which is so hideous. Oh, I thought you were going to say good, and I was going to be like, I want to oh. do that too, but no. <laughs> I mean, like. Do they attend? Oh, it's family therapy. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. See, I again, you have to do it with No, I mean, we also have our own individual therapists. Mm, yeah, well. yeah, everyone. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the family therapy is excruciating. Oh, my and do, God. How do you get them there? If every, does everyone hate it? How do you get so, them in the room? So I have to pick them all up from school. Mm. And it's like, you know, 25 minutes from our house mm. as well. So I pick them all up and then they all fight in the car. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're going to, I mean, because no, they're, no, they're just fighting. Because they're that's always the, fighting. Yeah. And someone asked me the other day, what are they fighting about? So they were fighting about this time, they're fighting about which chair they're going to sit in at oh. the therapist. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. There. Yeah, yeah. So then when we get there, they're racing and shoving each other out of the way to get the chair that they yeah. want to get the chair. And are then they different chairs or is it just the just location? One, of one's the a chair. swingy chair. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it's, so they walk in fighting, don't acknowledge the therapist. This mm. is like our fourth session. And he's just sort of sitting there in his suit, sort of nodding and, you know, taking notes and smirking, smirking in a warm well, because way. Because he's like, that's why you're here, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what I do like about it is it does force us to kind of cooperate, but mostly it's about 45 minutes of them all interrupting each other mm. and fighting. And we kind of broke the therapist last time. Did which, you feel a bit proud of that? Like, well... Just only because you want someone to bear witness to the, re- yeah. the true reality yeah. and yeah. especially an expert who yeah. might have some suggestions about yeah. it. How and did it tell us the breaking story? Well, it, it, it wasn't a hard break. It was just a slow <laughs> kind of slow crumble. Like, crumble of him where he just could not get a word in. So they were interrupting each other the entire time. Yeah. And he was trying to, like, he acknowledges people, he acknowledges their feelings and says, I understand that you're being your true self and you know, you've got a lot to say or you're not happy with your brother, but um, how do you think that makes everyone else feel when, you know, we're not able to talk to each other? And he just, the two of them, two and three, were just fighting, like, I want this, I want that, you said that, you don't say that, blah, 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 mum this, da-da-da. And he was trying to get in. And then in the end he just said, look, I don't think there's much you can do with these two. 
you do not want yeah. to hear that. And you're and like, he, I know. And he said they just, and his eyes kind of went kind of bulging. <laughs> they just one up each other constantly, don't they? And I said, yeah, they're always like, they cannot be in the same space without one of them either swearing or being awful or you said that or you didn't say that. Like they've had a fight about who saw the bin first when they walked into a room, (laughs) you know. Um, And so he said they are not able to be with each other and solve this themselves. Like there is no way Mm. I can see that they're not able to do it. So you have to like what's the opposite of one up? Down, 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 down. down. One up, minus Minus down. Reduce. <laughs> Minus one Reduce. down. Yeah, because they can't do it themselves. So And you're like, how? Awesome. Like, what? How do you do that? Like in that really in boring, nauseating way where you say, I know your sister's annoying <laughs> you right now. Oh, my, oh my God. God. And it's really hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't say anything else? Um, you don't, yeah. You don't try and, try and solve it. it. No. You don't add in your opinion. Does like, it help? Oh, I haven't done it. Oh. Far out. <laughs> I was bored and he kept doing it like for the rest of the like five oh, minutes. Fuck. And he said, and you know, and I was like rolling my eyes, like laughing, kind of go, oh God, are you going to say it again? And he was like, maybe we'll just bore them to death. Maybe oh. they'll, maybe they'll stop laughing each other because they know you're going to say, I know it's really hard yeah, for you Yeah, right maybe they'll now. like align but on like, how annoying's mum? That's all he could give us. Oh. Just with the siblings. And There's he's all like these a other genius great, He's expert. a genius. And there are all these in amazing um, family strategies, but it was specific about those two and their personality. Every time he says to my eldest, you don't need to be a parent, it's really lovely because it's like kind and mm. saying, you know, I know this is hard for you when you see them fighting all the time and you want to resolve it and you're getting anxious, but you mm. don't need to do that. Leave it to your parents. Mm. You don't need to. That's, I mean, that's, it's a really, um, helpful thing to remember to Mm. say to your kids but also in that situation your eldest is trying to resolve something for themselves and they and they can't they're basically like leave that to your parents and you're like but I mean my parents aren't fixing it right because you can't I mean I've had that situation a lot my youngest when we've had a lot of really frightening situations and he says in fact my oldest has said it too but you what are you doing about it and I'm in my own moment I'm like I and that's you can't it's it's like on one level you shouldn't do that in front of your kids because they need to feel like you're in control but also I think it's nothing wrong with admitting that it's really complex Mm. and that in that moment you don't know but you're going to try and work it out or you're all doing your best you know it's really hard because they obviously it's their survival yeah it's the other one's survival going I need this resolved to Mm. stay safe and I think you know we we've gone on a journey with the four-year-old where she was so violent and aggressive that we were barricading ourselves in a room yep. with the 10 year old and yep. the dog yep. and just holding the door shut. Cause we, we, we didn't have time to think we're like, we need to keep everyone safe. We need to get away. Mm. But then if you see it from both sides, so for the 10 year old, it's like, he's seeing what you the panic. hell mm. is yeah. going on? Yeah. We're in a panic room mm. right We've, now. Yep. And then you see it from the four year olds. Like, why is everyone yeah. away from me and hiding from me? Yeah. What, how bad am I? And so she, I mean, she goes, she at gets it. more, probably she gets more. more I mean, I got a tech. And... We've got these lovely neighbors and I'm always like, I'm so sorry. Mm. And at three o'clock in the morning, the other night, 
they just texted and said, we just want to check. It's all okay. Oh. We've heard so much screaming, That's banging. Nice. That's and you, nice. And you know they're like... Yeah, they're yeah, so lovely. And they're really understanding. I think she was actually a special needs teacher, mm. which really helps. She does not get phased. Our neighbour is an OT. Oh, oh my God. And they so are good. amazing. That is God flash the universe Helping giving you, you a gift. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. Because, I, I mean, it could have been awful. She... She was just worried that I think that I was being beaten or something. Yeah. Because there was a lot of screaming, crying, and this door slamming, slamming of doors. Which all I our handles, stand. all our handles on our doors are wobbly. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, slamming holding them and or slamming, slamming. slamming. Yeah. Slamming. yeah. I also can't believe how strong a four-year-old girl. I know. Can be. I mean, I know. you know they say like, "Yeah, girl, you're so strong. Big girls, girls are so strong." It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, she's yeah, we like know. A sumo wrestler. <laughs> they really are with yeah. nails. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's I like, know. And they're creative can... with finding oh, weapons. Yeah. We've been in that panic room several times. We moved into a new house, um, which was all brand new. We've never had a new house before. And, th- like, within the week – and, of course, moving is awful, right, mm. for some autistic – for my autistic child. And so there's, like, holes in almost every wall. There's, like – there was a coat hanger that was grabbed at one point and then scratches and holes in the wall trying to, like mm. – and – yeah, I mean, I, by that stage, I was just like, what? It's like nothing really mm. kind of bothers me. Chris was really, like, distressed about it and upset, and I was mm. like, yeah, I get it. But siblings, yeah, I think, that, like, I know we've talked a lot about all the challenging stuff. There's a few things I will say that are positive about the sibling experience, and that is that my all my children, but particularly my boys, when they've had to watch being in those panic room situations and seen all those really wild uncontrolled frightening situations they are so compassionate Mm -hmm. and so forgiving and so um I guess it's the life that they've never I've only ever known so in some ways you know it's not it's sort of almost lived rather than learned but Mm. I we've had a situation with my youngest a couple of maybe a couple of years ago now he was in the playground after school getting picked up and a parent ran up to me and said Oh, my kids just told me that you're maybe he was sort of seven or eight or nine at the time. He's getting he's gotten bashed up in the in the playground, the school playground. And I was like, oh, and I ran over and it was over. But this child had sort of, you know, started a punch on with this my youngest and all the other parents around were horrified. And of course, they were all giving the dirt, you know, the evil eye to this kid who'd lost his his temper and his self-control and my little guy goes I said afterwards you okay you know and I said to the teachers and I said to the other child are you okay to the other child and the teachers were like oh oh gosh that's amazing that you're doing that and I'm like dude Mm, I get it be on the other side and my little guy said I said you you know what do you think happened and he goes I don't know he's probably autistic or something and he wasn't saying that in a nasty way. Yeah. He was saying that in a in a way that he had understood how that could happen. Not other people can hurt me and they're dangerous, but some people struggle to control themselves. And he was over it. He wasn't, you know, I mean, he was a bit shaken up, but he wasn't going home. We weren't going home going, oh, darling, you've been mm. bashed up. This is awful, yeah. calling the school. And so yeah. I think there are things that your kids can learn that help them with their own lives. Yeah, I agree 100%. You and my know? kids always say, like, oh, Oh, look, I think that, that kid, they've just got some issues that yes. they need to be working yes. through. They don't mean it issues no. in a rude way. It's just like, oh, look, it's fine, Mum. They just, they've got issues at the moment. They've yes. Got, you know. Yeah, something quite powerful happened last week, actually, at school with, with the 10-year-old. He's obviously just started a new school, doesn't really know anyone. 
and because it's a specialist school there's quite a few kids in the morning having quite a few meltdowns mm-hmm. and it's quite confronting when you're not used to that because we're used to a mainstream school where all the kids trot in <laughs> this one you know they're all lying on the floor some are crying yeah. some holding are, onto the bars yeah, going screaming, no you know it's yep. full on mm-hmm. but it's they've all got help and it's all going okay but there was this one child who's very distressed and quite ragey and he just kept saying I'm so scared of him I'm really scared of him I was like well he's actually you know struggling he's actually you're really nervous about going in he's Mm. really nervous about going in this is how he's dealing with it and this is how you're dealing with it anyway a couple of days later he came home and he said I spoke to him and I said to him you really freak me out when Mm. you do that thing where you flip out and it scares me and That's the, amazing. And the kid went, I'm so sorry. Oh. I didn't mean to... I don't do it to scare you. Oh, I'm just really scared. Oh. And they had a moment and they then worked out they both liked 80s retro stuff. Oh. <laughs> Were they friends? And they became friends. Oh, And that. I was like, oh... That's it. And, and I just went, what, this is some beautiful moment. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think the learning that's going on for all the kids, all the siblings, I mean... There's a part of me that's a bit oh, gut-wrenched with the fact that now I, I thought I had a neurotypical sibling mm. that was had a front-row seat to neurodiversity mm. and was going to grow up and be this yes. empathetic person. And they're still going to do that. They still are, yeah. They're still going to be all those things. Both of them are very, very, very... Um, they don't have any idea about hierarchy. There's yep. no issue with, you know, they're very open to talking to anyone. They're mm. amazing in that sense. But I think that's the thing I'm grieving the most, mm. is that I have now seen that there is a level to an autistic person of needing things their own way. Mm. And a lot of what happens is for their own self-preservation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have to kind of... There's not much kind of... The empathy is a mm. different kind of empathy. Yeah, it like is. They feel things incredibly deeply. Yeah. They know when you're really sad. They yeah. know, I mean, it's an it's amazing thing. Like, yeah. My 10-year-old says to me, Mum, I'm so worried about you. Okay, yeah. I feel like you're going to have burnout. But yeah. actually, he's worried for himself. Exa- yeah. If my carer dies, yeah. I am fucked. Yeah. So, <laughs> would you like something? Do you need anything? Do you know what? It doesn't yeah. matter why. Yeah. If, if they're still showing that care, that's also yeah. a way to build relationships. Yeah. And you know what? Something I'll also say that I'm observing now from, for Millie, who um, obviously is having the front row seat by being in the play. They, she now, I can see her working in a special school. I can yeah. see her as an aide yeah. at a school like that where she can absolutely relate. So yeah. the value of being able to understand mm. in, within your own community, there's masses, of, there's masses of benefits from that. I can see her going in with our dog who we're training up to be an assistance dog into an old person's home and bringing yeah. comfort and, yeah. and company or going yeah, into it. Right. Yeah. And so what you just described about what you were sort of hopeful to have of a child who can learn from that and have a front row seat, they still do. Yeah. And it's just your four year old is four. And mm-hmm. because she's so articulate, you, mm. I always often think she's like yeah. 15. Mm. Yeah. She chats and like so a 28 year old. She does. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I think with her as well, because she's got those big emotions mm. and that anger at the moment, what that's going to translate into mm. is 
big feelings mm-hmm. which are going to be yeah. really beautiful and important as a friend mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and I forgot about the nice yeah. side of big mm-hmm. emotions <laughs> yeah because I once seen many of that no she's yeah. it, it'll once come but it'll take a long it, time it's going to take a while yeah. but yeah. once she can harness that she will absolutely have so mm-hmm. much beautiful empathy for friends it's mm-hmm. just going to look slightly different mm-hmm. but absolutely yeah. Yeah. She will. loyalty protection yeah. that's yeah. what we see with Millie yeah, yeah. it's be- it's beautiful like mm-hmm. it it just is hard because at the moment it's anger. And it'd um, be nice for her to have some friends. Yeah, I know. At the moment she's really struggling. Yeah. yeah. Just, friends. I would also say just time. Yeah. Yes. Long time. I know. Time. I just, I just, I've got to do this marathon, haven't I? Yeah. And it's, I think we thought we were, once yeah, again, a little bit home and dry. And yes. now it's like, are you, I'm sorry, pardon, what? And and because it's so different, you can't even predict what the, what's no. ahead. That's what's so hard. Yeah. yeah. And it's a girl. No. Yeah. I'm like, what? I, I thought I had it sussed. I've done so much reading. Yeah. I haven't read about girls. No, totally different. <laughs> I need to do a degree on that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's all, it's all, we're all learning, aren't we? Yeah. Well, Shah, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're so tired. I feel yeah. you. We mm. feel you. Belle yeah. and I, we feel you. And we're here for you. Yeah. And, um, Thank you for sharing all of that. And I think siblings is such a, there's so much. I mean, we could have talked for another four hours about siblings, but um, hopefully there's some stuff in there that other people relate to and and people, if they want to let us know, you know, um, any other stories about siblings or anything else that, you know, we could either explore or, you know, maybe we can even think about bringing questions in or something like that. That'd be great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So nice to yeah. see you, ladies. Char, I hope you get some sleep. Oh, yeah. so do I. Okay. Bye. Love you both. Bye. Bye. Bye.